Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning of Men Sports Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed on SoundCloud.com, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. I got a loaded show for you all today. So without any further delay, let's get started. Ah, here we go, guys. I am electrified. Yes, that's right, guys. I am now recapping SummerSlam 2019. I made sure recording this Sunday night at 1040. And of course, you guys will be hearing this Tuesday morning. I'm actually going to start moving my upload schedule from Tuesday mornings, which will still be Tuesday mornings, but from 6 a.m. now until 2 a.m. Yes, that's right, guys, because that's about most of the time a lot of night people are working and they want something to kind of keep them awake and be up to date on the news of what's happening. Yes, I know I'm pretty much like a day late when it comes to the news of anything, but still though, for those who want to get a certain opinion on whatever match from a different person, then I'm the one you need to come to. So later on in the show, guys, I will be also previewing the Falcons versus Jets home opener for the 2019 season. Yes, I know it is technically preseason week three for us, but it's according to NFL.com, it is actually preseason week two for the Atlanta Falcons. So it's just however you want to look at it. So anyways, let's go ahead and get started into SummerSlam 2019. To start off the show, now guys, I, I I had this written down, and um, but then my list got deleted. But all I know a lot of the matches. So number one, Becky Lynch defeats Natalia in her hometown or her home country, whatever, whichever one you want to put it. But anyways, I was entertained as hell throughout this match right here. Becky Lynch and Natalia put on one heck of a show. You know, Natalia was using Becky's finisher, vice versa. And I mean, Becky was just slapping the crap out of Natalia. Natalia would retaliate. Dude, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely did. And honestly, I feel like Becky Lynch winning this match was definitely the right move. Moving on forward, headed into now a new contender for the Raw, Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. I, I really wouldn't too pertain to this match right here. It went on for a minute, 46 seconds, with, of course, Goldberg picking up the victory. But now Dolph Ziggler, now he really shocked me there. Whenever he did his first kick and then pinned Goldberg, I legit honestly had thought that Dolph Ziggler was going to pick up that win over Goldberg. I was like, 
oh my god, we are like redefining the rules of WWE now. But no, that wasn't it. Then the second kick, I was like, wow, okay, they're really just gonna give this to Ziggler. And then, of course, pinfall pretty much right at two, Goldberg kicks out. And then after that, Goldberg just pretty much dominates the rest of the match. So, <laughs> and, and that was bell to bell because I saw somebody put that on Twitter that they recorded that from bell to bell minute, 46 seconds. Um, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank here, guys. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Kevin Owens did pick up the victory. And of course, Shane O'Mac was going to be the ultimate hill that he always is. And, you know, air quote, make this match, you know, like straight down the line, pretty much in Shane's favor instead of just actually straight down the line. Um, using Elias as like a special guest, like, you know, like second eye of the referee pretty much and i was like oh my god yeah this is really where shane's gonna win this one and make ko quit but no i was honestly shocked ko definitely acted like the baby face that i wanted him to be whenever he started this right here instead of you know but now to yeah really tonight on smackdown i don't want kevin owens now coming out as a heel and like, you know, F every one of you guys, you know, I don't want that. I want him to continue on as a baby face. And if Shane ain't happy with this, then, you know, I see us getting another match at Hell in a Cell. I honestly do. And I, I'll kind of be okay for it. Not too much, but we'll have to wait and see what really does happen. Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. Trish Stratus look very great, guys. I don't know about you, but Trish honestly still still has it. Still has it pretty much. Charlotte Flair, you know, acted very well. Like, oh my God, was I really wrong about this woman? And Trish, when she did the uh Stratus faction, if I'm pronouncing that right. I was like, okay, yeah, this is over. And then two and a half or pretty much two and three quarters was like, you know, going down to the mat. Charlotte kicked out. I was like, oh my God. You know, and and I hate to sound so cheesy about that right now, but it's honestly true. So definitely um that match it it was a sleeper, but I definitely did love it. AJ Styles versus Ricochet uh, AJ Styles did pick up the victory. Yes, yeah, I remember that right. I almost fixed this at Ricochet, but uh, AJ Styles did pick up the victory over Ricochet. So now I want to see this feud die out because if we get one more match, then I feel like we're just going on way too long with it now, and we're just burning out of fumes. So, uh, and of course the OC helped out Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. With the victory over Ricochet, but ultimately at the end of the day, you know, the referee, air quotes, don't seize this. So he only sees AJ Styles doing the Styles Clash and one, two, three. There it is. The Fiend versus Finn Balor, guys, was incredible. And and it wasn't like too dominating for Bray Wyatt. 
to take over Finn Balor like everybody was predicting. I was going to say, you know, Finn Balor was going to get some moves in, and he did. But ultimately, at the end of the day, when I think it was whenever Finn was going for the coup de gras, and Bray Wyatt kind of like moved out of the way, and whenever Finn was going down, he Bray Wyatt put the mandible claw on, and then Finn Balor like kind of like just passed out, and then of course the mandible claw won, or aka Bray Wyatt won. I am absolutely loving. This new Bray Wyatt, guys. I'm ready to see where WWE or aka Vince is going to take Bray Wyatt. I think, honestly, if Vince gives Bray Wyatt to Paul Heyman, pretty much, because again, Paul Heyman is the executive director of Monday Night Raw, I could see big, big things for. Bray Wyatt here in the near future. And last but not least, your main event. And I'm sorry if I have missed. Oh, before the main event, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. I absolutely loved it. Yes. Randy Orton put on a great character. Kofi did as well. But ultimately, if I'm not mistaken, I think Randy Orton won by disqualification because Kofi, well, number one, Randy was getting up in his like children's face and his wife's face and everything. And then Kofi just pretty much snapped. So that ultimately led into a DQ in favor of Randy Orton. And so if we're going to get another match between them two, I'm definitely interested in it because that right there will be be great juice head into I think the next pay-per-view will be uh not a champions if I'm pronounced or clash of champions excuse me so that would definitely be great right there so now heading into the main event guys Brock Lesnar drops yes I'm saying that right drops the universal title to Seth freaking Rollins and a clean too Seth Rollins did not nutshot him, did not hit him with a chair before the match. No, nothing. It took three curb stomps, guys, to defeat Brock Lesnar. Now, of course, the match went on for a, a pretty length of time. I think the match started at like 10.05 and finished right at like 10.30. So a good 20, 20, 20 25 minutes right there. And I was like, wow, okay. I, I'm like utterly shocked that Seth freaking Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar clean. And I'm like, oh my God, what are we going to do now with Seth Rollins? And so it makes me wonder, you know, but now I don't want to have another Seth Rollins title run with just one person for three months <laughs> like they did with Baron Corbin. And, you know, of course, with Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch. I don't want that again. I want Seth Rollins to defend that title every Monday Night Raw against brand new competitors. Drake Maverick, R-Truth, um, Drew McIntyre. I mean, you name it, it's, it's got to be defended every Monday Night Raw and every pay-per-view. Like, with different people, not the same person over and over and over. Uh, now, as far as Brock Lesnar goes... We are in the month of August right here, guys, going like half, um, I think in the halfway point now of August, 
Uh, yep, this is like pretty much the middle week of August now. So it makes me wonder, are we getting ready for the Brock Lesnar transition move to Fox that's coming in October? I honestly believe so because Brock dropping this title has got to ultimately lead to that because why would you bring the universal title on to SmackDown when that universal title is specifically a raw branded title? So it, it it makes sense, honestly, for Brock to drop this title ten, tonight, which, again, you are listening to this on Tuesday morning at 2 a.m., so that it would be pretty much two days ago. <laughs> so, anyways, overall, guys, I give the show a good nine stars. Really a, a solid pay-per-view. Everything was well-rounded. The only dislike I did have was the Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg match. Because after that match right there, guys, Dolph Ziggler just kept asking for Goldberg to come out. I was like, oh, my God. Go on already. This is why, you know, you don't get much airtime, Dolph. So, other than that, you know, honestly, yes, I see him calling out maybe one more time. After, you know, the actual match was over with. But then after that, just just go on. You lost. <laughs> That's it. So, but overall, again, um, pretty much a 90 out of 100. I would give SummerSlam 2019. It was definitely promising. And I cannot wait for a new era of WWE to begin. Which probably, you know, Monday Night Raw is going to be good. And hopefully SmackDown tonight will be very good. Alright guys, so now transition on over to what I promised at the start of the show, and that is my preview for the New York Jets versus the Atlanta Falcons this Thursday in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, guys, I'm really expecting a a good amount of run run plays again, because with what we did in Miami last week, we mostly ran the ball, and I was happy to see that because, number one, that shows that Dirk Carter is working on the run game. Um, So definitely expect a lot out of Brian Hill, maybe Devontae Freeman, and uh, Ito Smith. Because ultimately, Devontae Freeman is locked up in that, that first string running back, but now that Brian Hill and Ito Smith are fighting for number two and practically number three. And running game is definitely number one on my list. Number two is working on the short field yardage plays. So like when we were faced with like a second and three or a third and one or whatever, it just seems like we couldn't move. We couldn't move nowhere. Especially in the running game, though. So I feel like we're going to work on the short yardage plays to to be better. And again, this is preseason. It ultimately does not count. But you're just testing waters that you can implement with your first and second string, you know, overall players. So that's all that is. Uh, and number three is 
working on less penalties, especially on defense. Because on defense, oh my God, it was atrocious. I think Dan Quinn came out in an interview Sunday. And again, you're listening to this on Tuesday. But on Sunday, came out and said that there was pretty much, I think, a total of 12 penalties. Most of them were on defense for the past interference calls. And I guys, I do not want the past interference calls to be called on us during like a Saints game. Cause then, Oh my God, we'll never hear the end of it. So definitely got to be working on that right now. I do see, you know, Deion Jones and, um, tech McKinley, you know, Desmond Trufant, all of them to really pay attention to this. Uh, Matt Ryan, I do kind of see playing in this game, maybe for like a quick, series or two not really much but then after that it's going to be ultimately up to Matt Schaub to deliver a win for the Atlanta Falcons during our preseason week two matchup against the New York Jets so guys I hope you did enjoy today's episode of the Morgan Man Sports Podcast SummerSlam was very great I'm expecting a lot of the Falcons this Thursday against the New York Jets let me know what you think in the comment section below about SummerSlam and your thoughts of the Atlanta Falcons heading into preseason week two against the New York Jets. Till then, guys, I go Morgan. We'll catch you all later. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.